Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Technology Editor at The Verge. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about tech. Because really, there are no embarrassing questions, and we want to help you answer them. It could be about phones, or self-driving cars, cloud storage, or Kara Swisher's favorite character in Mario Kart. I don't even know what that is. Just say Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. So send us your questions. We really do read them all. Find us on Twitter, or tweet them to at Recode, or to myself, or to Lauren, with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed. We also have an email address, TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. And a reminder, Embarrassed has two R's and two S's. And while you're at it, have a listen to our previous episodes, too, which you can find on iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. I missed you last week. Yeah. Where, where were you? I was in Big Sky, Montana. Oh, how was that? It was, was amazing. It I also went to sky? Yellowstone National Park one day. Mm-hmm. I was reminded of the beauty of our national park system. I am incredibly uninterested, but go ahead. I snow- well, I started skiing, and oh, then I realized that I couldn't. Continuing. Realized that I couldn't. Uh, when someone tells you the they're incredibly uninterested, you just keep talking. Is yeah, that the plan? That's what I do. Really? But I, I was, snowshoot. I snowshoot across Montana. I was up to my eyeballs and, and getting Uber executives fired. That's what I was doing. Well, you know, I couldn't avoid the techies because while I was there, I don't. I'm not going to say who, but there's a very exclusive club that was up yeah, the mountain where I was not. Mm-hmm. I was not staying there. I was I was at snowshoeing, but mm-hmm. um, and there were some techies having a venture capital event oh. there. Well, yeah. there you have it. You can't escape tech. You can't. You can't. You go to the mountains and you're like, I'm going to get away for a week and mm. escape technology. I'm going to escape completely. And honestly, can't. I'm like up to my earballs and whatever my ears and you tech are. people. By the way, you look fabulous today. Thank you. I'm you guys makeup can't on. see Kara because yeah. she, you're in a podcast, but she's got this jacket that I love. It's black with this leather piping, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's got her CNBC makeup on, and yeah, she's ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Ready yeah, to, yeah. Are you ready to talk about something I'm really excited about? Yes, as long I'm as like not Uber. I've seat. just been on TV all day talking about Uber. It's not Uber. It's all about right. something that I think all will right. bring joy to the hearts of many. All right, unlike joy Uber. would be night. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the Nintendo Switch. The this is Nintendo's console. latest game console. Yeah, my kids want it. They do. Are you going to get it for no. them? No. Why not? Because they've got enough stuff. <laughs> they have phones, in this TVs case it's true yes absolutely hoverboards i don't play nintendo games my kids do they love them you didn't play nintendo games back in the i don't 80s play any games. games i don't play games i'm not no, a game just player. play real life games. real life game of thrones yeah. no i don't play games <laughs> either there either i just go right to the chase um i've never been a game player it's interesting i don't know why it's just one of these things i just never got interested in it and Never it seemed like a waste of time to me. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's a waste of time. I think games can be a real art form, mm-hmm. and I think I have right. I have appreciation for it as like this giant multi billion dollar industry. I'm not saying it's not a business art form. Yeah, I don't smoke cigarettes either, and but, it's a multi billion dollar business. It you seems know, addictive, and uh, my kids play them all the time, and I find I don't understand why they're doing it when they could be doing ninety other things. Well, so I agree with that aspect of it because I would rather be outdoors or doing something active. in Montana. That's Perhaps just me. Big sky country with yeah. the techies. But but it's interesting because if you you talk to certain people who mm-hmm. are really into games mm-hmm. and you explain like listen those hours that you're spending playing games i'd rather be doing something active or outdoors mm-hmm. they like it's the same idea you're talking about multi-billion dollar big businesses and mm-hmm. like legit hobbies and activities that people have but a lot oftentimes both sides don't understand the other right. that said i love nintendo I got an original Nintendo for Christmas this okay. year. All right. All right. She All right. She wants to move on. She's yeah, I want to so move on. This. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, then let's rambling. have someone who's an expert at this. Yes. Okay. So we did have some Verge reviews yeah. up on our website this week of the Switch. There was a mm-hmm. pre- preliminary review because some of the software wasn't ready, and then there's an updated one. But our sister site, Polygon, also has yeah. been all over the all Switch. Over. So I'm really excited to welcome Nick Robinson onto the show. Nick is a video producer at our sister site, Polygon. He's also the co-host. It's not our brother's site. 
Well, because we have Women's Day coming up, so we're going to call it a sister site. Right, Damn it, sister site. He's also the co-host of sister the Poly Women. <laughs> That's right, sister. sister. Women. So she's calling to their sister all no, week next not. week at South by Sister Women would be we'd be related by marriage to the same man. But let's move on. on I that thought one. that was Sister what? Women. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. Don't you watch any of those Mormon shows, marriage shows on HBO? <laughs> Seems like a whole other. What podcast. was the Mormon? Oh, marriage. Big Love. Big Love. Sister Woman. Yeah. But our sister site, Polygon, has also been all over the Switch, and I'm very excited to welcome Nick Robinson onto the show. Nick is a video producer at Polygon, and mm-hmm. he's also the co-host of the Polygon podcast, Cool Games, Inc., and the hit YouTube video series, Carboys. Wow. Nick, cool welcome games? to hey, Too Embarrassed Boys. to Ask for the First Time. Wow. Thank you so much. The hit YouTube series, Carboys. That's very hit? generous. Is it a hit YouTube series? Uh, what is, what is it a hit? Like, on, more like, than three people watch it? What's the... It, and by that standard, then, yeah, we have a mega hit on our okay. hands because at least six people watched it. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know that, like, anything we do on Polygon by, like, YouTuber standards mm-hmm. is, like, a super... Because I look at, like, the... I guess it's unfair to compare yourself to, like, the PewDiePies and Markiplier's of the world. Let's not compare ourselves ever to PewDiePie. PewDiePie yeah, but we are a, a drop guy. in the bucket. But the yeah. people who do watch our shows are really, really nice about it. And draw all sorts of beautiful sometimes like very flattering fan art where we're all like 89 percent hotter than we are in real life mm-hmm. which is always fun mm-hmm. um so carboys so yeah, have, what's carboys about okay i'm trying let me think of how to describe it so the, oh man the one sentence version of what carboys is is it's a vehicular body horror show hosted by two people who don't really care about cars mm-hmm. at all it's, we found this weird uh, sort of european car crash simulating game mm-hmm. and Really quickly, it got out of hand. It was supposed to be a one-off video, and then, like, after three episodes, people wanted us to keep doing it, so we went back and, like, rebranded it as a oh. show, but that was absolutely not our vision for it. I see. Um, All right, this. that's enough explanation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored me already. All right, Nick, welcome to Too Embarrassed to Ask, Thank and you. we want to know about the Nintendo Switch, which also well, bores can, me, I, so interests me in some fashion. Okay. Yeah, how is right, it yeah. different from Nintendo's previous how consoles? How is it different? How That's a great different? question. I, I think I could do this. I think all I could right, sell the Nintendo right, Switch good. to you. So it's, I think that the interesting and exciting thing about it compared to Nintendo's past stuff is it's kind of rather than choosing between like a Game Boy or handheld or Nintendo DS type thing or a console that plugs into your TV, this thing is simultaneously both things at once. So it's got a screen. It's got controls on that screen. But you can also plug it into your TV at any time, kind of weirdly seamlessly. And then sit on your couch and play on the full screen. Um, that's kind of the the promise of the Nintendo Switch. That's the, the gimmick. And it mostly, I, I, it really works. Like, it does exactly the thing you want it to do. And I'm, I'm kind of way, I, I got mine on Friday. I pre-ordered one and it kind of shipped out to most people, not everyone. We had people on Polygon staff who just, Amazon didn't bother to send theirs. Mm-hmm. It happened mm-hmm. to a lot of people over the weekend. Um, but mine arrived on time. I'm grateful for that. Uh, so I've had a few days with it. And yeah, I, I am very fond of it so, so far. So it's different that you can detach yourself and move around the room. for. Yeah, totally. And I love that because I'm like, there's there's always been this weird tension of like, Sometimes I would sit on my couch and play DS or Game Boy games when I've got this huge TV in front of me, and that always seems silly. And then conversely, having to leave a game behind or play like a pared-down crappy portable version when I leave my house was never really ideal either. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of Nintendo's stab, and I think pretty much the industry's first stab at like basically accepting that technology has made it to the point where you can have a something that fits in your hands and is the size of like an iPad mini that is also powerful enough to drive really good-looking games on your television. Mm. And it's $300, correct? Yes, that's how does, right. How does that compare to Nintendo's previous console releases? It's about on par. Mm-hmm. I think the the original Nintendo Wii kind of, I think a big part of why that system blew up and was so popular was because it was 249 And I think a lot of 
people kind of had their fingers crossed that this was going to be 250 and then mm-hmm. it came out at 300 and doesn't have a free included game so it's a little like slightly pricier than i think we wanted but i'm also i something it's sold I've, out, I've learned right late. it's sold out so it doesn't it is yeah it's, i mean it's, they're, they're, they are hard to get right now especially yeah. like some of the the controllers that nintendo made kind of limited supplies of mm-hmm. um I, I've something I learned kind of late in in life, like something I've only realized in the past four or five years, is that I have a ton of affection for Nintendo, like a lot, and mm-hmm. I will probably just follow them to the ends of the earth, no matter how many irritating, frustrating uh, missteps and mistakes they make. So I, I pre-ordered this thing for that reason, and I have been really pleasantly surprised so far. I am right there with you, story. Nick. Mm-hmm. I, I loved Nintendo growing up. I had the duck hunt gun i had the power pad i had yeah. like all the you know different consoles and then and now my niece and nephew are at the age where they have a wii u and whenever i say what do you guys want for your birthdays they say oh this game and i i get this like weird sense of pleasure ordering a nintendo game for them just remembering right. that i was do- doing the same thing years ago mm-hmm. it's, so who- it's really incredible that they they still have the same place in the industry that they did like all those years ago where yeah, they were just making affection. things that are so advanced and so polished that they're indistinguishable from magic. Like what's, that's what's that's the, the Nintendo thing. That Mario, no one but what's the other one? The Xena or Zena? Zelda? Zelda, Zelda yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Zelda. Right. And so Zelda. So, actually, let's talk about the games well, for the yeah, Switch. There's not what that games many, can you get right? for now? Right. right, and it's shipped with Zelda. It's like one, like one. Game. Yeah, right now in North America, if you if you count all the like little miniature downloadable games mm-hmm. and stuff, there's nine launch oh, games nine. total. I think there's a little it's bit more on the many. Japanese like eShop. And so you could register like an account there if you wanted to. But nine is the the launch lineup right now. And it's a little thin. It, I actually think Nintendo would be in a really rough position with this system if it weren't for them making the calculated risk that this Zelda game was going to be huge. And it turns out this Zelda game is the fourth best reviewed video game of all time. It's wow. universally praised. It's very, very weird and ambitious and risky. And uh, I spent a lot of time with it this weekend. It's it's legitimately something really special Hmm. so Um, in your experience i mean in taking let's say you've been playing zelda for 15 hours on your couch and then you decide to go out with the switch in your hands mm -hmm. and maybe you're on the bus or wherever you might be and you're playing it does that actually does the game actually transfer well from a large screen to a small screen yeah, it does. And and interestingly, there have been uh, some people out there, uh, Digital Foundry has done some really cool tests. They do a lot of like great hardware and software analysis stuff. And they've actually demonstrated that Zelda runs better in portable mode than in TV mode. Mm-hmm. So like if you take Zelda and, and put it on the little tiny screen, because it's rendering at 720 natively and not like 900p, there are areas in the game where the game slows down less when it's in your hands versus on your TV. Right. Um, which is kind of unintuitive because it, gets a, it draws a little bit more power when it's docked to the TV. So you'd think it would run better but i think it's just a a resolution thing i I will say there's sort of two questions right do the games run as well in portable mode so far they all do and is the content well suited to being portable like personally zelda is is such a big game and it's a 3d game and there's a lot of small interface and hud stuff to keep track of and a lot of little details that i actually zelda i haven't been playing in portable mode as much because i just don't you want more screen Totally. Like yeah. I, when I go into portable mode with this thing, I tend to switch over to other games like this racing game uh, called Fast Remix or multiplayer games like Snipper Clips and uh, Shovel Knight, which is like a sort of 8-bit retro NES type game. That stuff to me is a great fit in portable mode, whereas Zelda is almost like it's so expansive and so big and so beautiful that I, I feel like I, I should save it for when so I'm in who, front of my who TV. Who is this for? Because I suspect my kids will use it in portable mode almost all the time. They watch stuff on TV. I mean, they can watch, They have a giant TV and they watch everything on their phones, which is really interesting. And they they have the smaller iPhone. Um, so even though you think they would do it, I think they'll probably use more portable than anything else. So who's it aimed yeah. at? Kids or adults or who? That's a great question. And I think like a lot of people who are like in the games industry probably ask themselves the same thing when they saw it because they 
a lot of us are probably pretty detached from what young people are playing like mm-hmm. on their iPads and how comfortable they are with portable screens and stuff. I, I think the answer is that it's Nintendo's intent was to make something for everyone. I mean, it, one one factor is if you look at the marketing of this thing, like the marketing for the Wii and the Wii U has always had a ton of kids in it and it's very goofy and silly and child friendly. There's something like kind of strikingly adult in all the Nintendo ads for this thing. It's always a bunch of like people who ostensibly grew up playing Nintendo games, like going to rooftop parties and bringing their Switch there and playing like games together in kind of weird places. Um, Kara will kick you out of her house if you ever do that, by the way. <laughs> I actually tried it this weekend. I went to a party and I was like, you know, just to, just so I can talk about it on the podcast, I should probably take the Switch to a party and see if there's any validity to bringing this thing to a like a, an event like that. And what did um, people say? Like, people liked it. I, I busted out this game called uh, Snipper Clips, which is like a, it's a Nintendo sort of developed and published game where two players are kind of uh, cutting they're they're these I don't know how to describe it you're these two little gumdrop shaped people and you can cut off pieces of each other's bodies to turn each other into like an arrow or a letter T and you're just solving these puzzles like how do we get this ball from one end to the other maybe if you cut a cup in my head and I catch it in my head and slam dunk it in the hoop like uh, it's 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 a very very multiplayer driven game and so I, I brought it and I set it up on the counter and snapped the controllers apart and handed it to just two people who had never used the thing before and it I took a lot of photos at that party that wound up looking like weird Nintendo promotional photos because it was just people standing around this weird little screen, like having kind of a, a great time and handing it off. Um, and I, I think the controllers are something else we should talk about because it's it's pretty wild what they've done. The uh, yeah, the they're they're kind of that, they're they're motion sensing controllers, but they also give a kind of haptic feedback as you're using them, right? Yes, mm. totally. So oh. so there's there's something called HD Rumble, Kara which is, is so not impressed not right psyched. now. You know what? I was at my, my team media lab 25 years ago, and they were doing haptic. Kara, what if I told response. you that you could hold the controller and tell how many ice cubes were in a virtual cup oh. just from feeling it? <laughs> Would that change your mind? <laughs> no. Okay. Kara, I had what, a thing called what if real you life? what if you played a game like you were eating a hamburger? Here's what I want. I want a game mm-hmm. that literally just immerses me totally. That like I want the holodeck or other or just screw it with this shit. I mean, like, we're not we're not too far from that. Ooh, and an interesting thing about this system. It hums at me. Mm. Yeah. There's an interesting patent that Nintendo filed a little yeah. while back that seems to indicate that they're going to try at some point to put out a headset that you slide the Nintendo Switch into the front of and use it as a VR they're thing. they're not which a big be... VR company. Others have no. really jumped in. Samsung and Google, everyone else has jumped into the, the VR thing quite in Facebook and yeah, others. Nintendo but really not hasn't. Nintendo. Nintendo has stayed just fun Nintendo, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Complete, no, it's completely right. And I, I kind of would love to see what their take on VR would be because they, mm-hmm. like, if there's any company's game worlds that I would want to inhabit in real life, mm-hmm. it would probably be Nintendo's because they just make the most pleasant, positive stuff in all of video games by a landslide. Right. Um, but maybe they don't want to do that in VR because of that, right? It, we, I guess we'll see. I, so the interesting thing about the controllers besides the haptic feedback is that the controllers that snap onto the side of the screen, uh, when you snap them off, um, you can actually turn them on their side and use them as two separate controllers. So for the for the game Snipper Clips that we were playing at this party, I just took the controllers off the side of the screen, handed it to two people who wanted to play, and all of a sudden they had pretty surprisingly functional video game controllers that they could use to, to play this game. So you kind of always are ready for multiplayer if you want to do that, which is a, a pretty neat idea. Yeah. So you ruined the party completely, right? I just, yeah, it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was decimated. It actually sounds like you were the life of the party. cannot come to my parties. No you, one I was, gets to bring I will not, I, What if I promise not to bring the, the Switch with me? Yeah, you're no, not I mean, I bet it was a real novelty, though. Not, not many people have this yet. So Nick yeah, shows uh, up at a party part of it Switch. Is, mm-hmm. Part of that is probably uh, beholden to the fact that the type of party I would go to is the type of party that would have people that, like, 
are excited by the switch and know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But He's like, all of their email addresses know, end with the verge.com and polygon. I had a party <laughs> recently, yep. which Lauren was not invited to. Um, which, Did you have that ladies party? Yes, I had a lesbian suit jack had a big event oh, and I invest, invited 50 people and 200 lesbians came over and ate all my food and drank all my drinks and then left the place a mess. They would have enjoyed it because they were geeky lesbians. Thanks a lot, Kara. It's okay. They would have loved it. They would have loved it. It would have been great. Sorry. No, there was another dinner you told me about recently. They would have kidnapped you. It would have been bad for you. This group was a little (laughs) bit crazy. (laughs) Never heard, seen Lauren ever since. So the last console, the Wii uh, U, was a flop. I didn't think, I don't think we bought it for our kids. I think we didn't. So is this sort of, is this a comeback thing? Or what do you think about this? And then talk about the classic too, the classic, which people like too. Right, right. So I, I think the intent of this is very much to correct the some of the the choices they made on the Wii U. Like there's some things about this that are similar and that it allows you to play games on a smaller screen when you want to. Um, that was always kind of the promise of the the Wii U that never really was that wasn't that relevant that often because you couldn't get too far from your TV. Um, but yeah, I think their their intent is kind of to kind of combine their development teams because Nintendo's historically had people making handheld games and people making TV right. console games. Mm-hmm. The idea here is that. By Married. putting all their eggs in one basket, they can just kind of make games and then they'll be TV games and handheld games. They won't have to kind of split their resources anymore. Um, right, because the company was, was so protective of their IP on mobile mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. Again, right, when Mr. Yeah. Iwata was running things, you know, I had at least a couple interviews with him where I would say, well, what about your mobile strategy? And he would say, we have the DS. Like that was right. their mobile strategy. Yeah. But right. the idea yeah, of actually yeah. porting games to no, other mobile devices. I, was... I think the failure of the Wii U put them in like kind of in really, it kind of put them on their heels in a way that has made them make really interesting choices. Like the fact that they've put out three iPhone games, two of which are worthwhile uh, in the past year. It's made them make something like the Switch, which is like a very concentrated effort to make a system that is for everyone. And it's just the thing you buy that has the Nintendo stuff on it. It's a really shrewd thing and a really like kind of lovely piece of technology that I actually enjoy using a little bit more than i thought i would so i'm i'm i've been pretty happy with it so far were you able to get an nes classic nick you know here, here's my my dark shame is i was born in 1990 and i grew up with the sega genesis and so i don't have a ton of affection for old nintendo the way like a lot of my peers do oh. so it, it might have been one of those things where if i could have done it as an impulse buy i would have done it but the fact that it was just perpetually sold out throughout christmas meant that I was never even... I never had the opportunity to be tempted to buy one. So it just... It never came up, honestly. You said you got one for Christmas? I did, actually. Uh, well, I uh, I had tasked my boyfriend with getting me the NES Classic. I was basically like, you have one job, and it's the NES Classic. And he couldn't get it because it's impossible to get. And then he went above and beyond and found this old video game store in San Jose that was selling an original NES, and he ooh, got that. But I, I tend to be a little bit obsessed with the original NES. You mentioned Sega. I, I was in Osaka, Japan a few years ago and had about this place TripAdvisor called the Space Station Bar and it was run by an expat who I've just, been there you've been I've there been to that bar yeah how amazing is that bar that it's was honestly so one cool. of my favorite parts of my entire trip to Japan that year did you go in the bathroom while you were there I probably did because <laughs> there's point. the really amazing thing about at least the bathroom I went mm. into was um, there's like it's tiled there's tiles all over the bathroom walls and mm-hmm. on every other tile is a screenshot of a bathroom depicted in a video game and it's mm-hmm. so there's like 50 different bathrooms from 50 different video that. games just all over the walls that place that is amazing it was kind of surreal though to be somewhere in Osaka where like everybody in the room was speaking English and there were like video like they were showing 
skate three glitch videos on the the tv behind the bar it was like a very surreal experience yes mm-hmm. i had i'll make this short because kara's really she's yeah, like her eyes are on. rolling Super in the well i had this like magical experience with the space station bar in japan in All osaka right. where uh, we were trying to find it for probably an hour or so and the language barrier there you know it's i don't speak japanese and so i was having a hard mm. time finding it all the signs were in japanese and i had just about given up when i saw a guy across the street who looked like he might potentially speak english so i said well, let me try and ask and i so i went up and i said hey i'm looking for this bar that has original nintendos and i'm lost said, would you happen to know where it is and he said i'm the bartender there and i'm on my way to my shift and i was like oh my god I'm, it's meant to wow. be like I'm meant, meant to go to, to this Nintendo bar it was pretty cool okay you're in amazing Japan and you go to an Nintendo I had a lot of great food and did other co- cool stuff right. too okay right. whatever let me just say would you okay would you buy this so you you bought this thing yourself yeah. but you think the average person who doesn't should buy this this is a good thing here's to get the, here's the thing here's the big asterisk I'll put on it right. uh, if we did not talk about the fact that it's having weird controller disconnect issues mm. uh we would be remiss because it's it's there are a lot of like kind of expected i guess uh first wave hardware issues like mm. for one no, it's not expected uh, they just do this in tech because they don't mind taking their betas out on right you. learning by shipping right mm-hmm. I, i'm i am one of those people i've reached the point i think in my career where i'm just perfectly happy to to suffer on the first wave of, <sighs> of hardware launches for something uh the, pr- the big problem with the switch is one a lot of people are having issues where the controller just kind of can't stay connected when the the dot the console is far away from the couch mm-hmm. and so the way that manifests itself is like it'll kind of cut off for a second and your controls will just get and it you feels die. like they get stuck you die in the and you game. die mm-hmm. i i got hit during a boss battle in shovel knight a few days ago for for kind of no reason i was like oh this is kind of crappy the Ugh. other big bummer that i'm suffering uh. from so it's a bigger deal to me is that it has probably the worst Wi-Fi uh, reception of any home electronic well, I've ever had in my life. That's critically important. It's terrible. really bad. Um, th- What's it's, the point? It's like, it did this whole point, right? It has to have great Wi-Fi. Nintendo games are like a little bit less online play oriented than other people's, but it is really bad. Uh, it, for example, like I'm, I tried standing right in front of my Nighthawk router, about six or seven feet away from it. I could probably have touched it with my foot if I tried, mm. and uh, it Please still don't. like got between one and two bars of connection. See, this I, is I ridiculous. A, that should work a hundred percent. That's I'm totally not it's, buying it's it. baffling. Baffling. Um, that's not wow. baffling. Is they didn't do a good job. All right, we're going to get some questions from you. I'm sure that's among them. But first, we need to read and make some money. In a minute, we're going to answer those questions about the Nintendo Switch. But Lauren. A word from our sponsor, Kaching. <laughs> I'm I glad s- we're taking a little break because Kara, where she was falling asleep here mm-hmm. at the table, she's going, oh, oh. no, I was hitting my head against Nintendo. the table. Okay. Well, today's show is brought to you by HostGator. If you're ready to take your website to the next level, whether you're a first time blogger or an experienced web pro like Kara Swisher, mm-hmm. HostGator has all the tools you need to create a great looking website or even an online store, e commerce. You know mm-hmm. what that means. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. And if you ever need a boost in hosting power, HostGator offers cloud, VPS, and dedicated server hosting that can easily handle maximum visitor traffic. So see what HostGator can do for your website. Right now, Recode listeners, that's you. Get 60% off. You just have to go to HostGator.com slash Recode. That's HostGator.com slash Recode. Very nice. Well done. You're getting really good at that, Lauren. I, I don't want to get you. too good at reading right. ads. And again, before we get to listener questions, I want to talk about the live podcast that Recode and The Verge are doing at the South by Southwest Interactive Festival in Austin, Texas yes. this weekend. Where Kara Swisher and I will be rooming, rooming together. together. That's going to be a disaster. She's going to be taking phone calls at 2 o'clock in no, the morning. And I'm going to wake her up at 5 <laughs> o'clock to go work out. No, you shall not. It's going to be so If fun. you're hearing uh, this episode the day it comes out, Friday, uh, March 10th, then the first of those live podcasts is today. Peter Kafka is interviewing Glenn Beck. 
you know Glenn Beck, the mm-hmm. conservative now we kind of like, who's not like insane. <laughs> right, it's all uh, relative now. I know, he was insane before, now he's not insane. So listen to him when Peter Kafka talking about that for Recode Media at 3 p.m. Central Time, which is, I don't know, look it up. Look it up on Google. <laughs> and then on Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday, March 11th at 1230 Central Time, Lauren and I will be talking to entrepreneur Mary Lou Jepsen, who's worked at both Facebook and Google and mm-hmm. is an MIT uh, genius and about lots of things at a live taping of this show, Too Embarrassed to Ask. That's right. Her new company is called Open Water. It's They're doing uh, advanced 3D imaging, imaging. For, health re- for health purposes. Yes, new radiation. She has, ra- mm-hmm. she has, she has x-rays on hats. You can get a hat x-ray. Oh, wow. It's fascinating. Um, I know. It's amazing. On Monday, March 13th, I'm doing a live Recode Decode with Timothy Simons and Matt Walsh from Veep. The guys from Yay. Veep. It's going to be fun. And if that's not enough, our friends at The Verge will be doing two live episodes of The Verge cast. And Lauren, you're going to be there for those, right? I'll be there for at least one of them. Cool. Yes. That's on um, the... Fourteenth? Uh, no, twelfth. Uh, yeah, all through those mm-hmm. days. We have it all up on our site and stuff. All of that is happening March tenth through fourteenth at the Nat Geo Further Base Camp in downtown Austin. These are free shows and they're open to the public, and we need audience. So please come if you're there. And that is not all. On Tuesday, the fourteenth, I'm doing another live interview. This one at the Austin Convention Center in front of the big crowd. I'm going to be talking to the founders of Crooked Media, Tommy Veter. John Favreau and John Lovett. And we're going to be talking about blogging and politics and all kinds of things. I was just, I'm just texting with them. And I, I, I'm getting an award that night. I don't know if you know that. You're I was just going to say, you buried the lead. You are being lead. entered into the South by Southwest Hall, hall of, of Fame. fame. You're yes. a Hall of Famer. That's You're right. a GOAT. You're the you know greatest of all time. Do you know why what? I got that? Because I'm super old. They just run, they just find me now. I'm getting a lot of awards now. It's because I'm going to die soon. That's no, it's not. No, mm-hmm. don't think that way. I'm You're sorry, not I'm going to have to. You're only. 50-something. Uh, whatever. And nonetheless, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame with other famers. There. 42. Whatever. I'm going to go in the Hall of Fame at the South by. It's going to be very nice. You I know mean, what, Kara? You're like John Wick. You get better with age. All right. And if you're in town for South by Southwest, we'd love to see you at any of these tapings. Please avoid my award ceremony. I will be walking around all day with it in my hand on the next day on the plane flight on the way back to San Francisco. <laughs> anyway, for all the details, visit recode.net. There are live podcastings. There are a lot of big interviews. There's drinking and smoking and having some barbecue. And we're not bringing our Nintendo Switch with us. <laughs> Nick, I'm sorry. So you know how it works. Now, Nick, are you ready for, to answer tech questions I for am. our readers and listeners? I have one more lap left in this race. All right. But yeah, one go, more. Go you ahead. can do it. We have a lot of questions, and we got to hurry. You know, we got things to do. I did it. Do. First place. All right. So... So here's the questions. The first question shall be asked by Lauren the Good. Okay, this is from Paul. He's at Third Scrivener on Twitter. Am I going to end up paying $360 just to play Zelda? Does, mm. Or does this have the support it needs from developers and Nintendo? So Another question games. from Abdi McHamid. Had Wii U and loved all first-party games, but had dreadful hmm, third-party support, will Switch be different? Yeah, the, the developer the questions. Games. The developer the games. games question. Those are those are both good questions, and and historically, looking at Nintendo, you would, I think the safe bet would be no. Nintendo has a history of getting very little to no third party support, with maybe the exception of like the month the system comes out. Um, I I will say it's there's a real chance that things might be different on the Switch because it's a much much easier system to develop for than past Nintendo consoles. It's it's got a lot of hooks in it for developer environments like like unity and unreal engine 4 and it can run all of them perfectly well and my understanding from talking to developers is that it's just a much less of a pain in the butt to to make games for this thing or to get an existing game onto the hardware Uh i'm personally pretty excited for third-party stuff on on switch even though i i 
wouldn't normally be because I went to an event during GDC where they had a bunch of indie games on display and it kind of hammered home this idea for me of like, if I can get a game on the PlayStation 4 or on the Switch, why would I not get the Switch version if it's the same game, but also I can play it in bed, right? Like it, it, to me, that value proposition is kind of being underestimated right now. Uh, so as long as the games all run well and actually come out on the thing, I, I think there's a real chance that it'll be better supported than those systems. As for the Zelda question, um, this person is right. It is right now a, a $360 Zelda machine, and that Zelda game uh, is available on the Wii U. So and that, my understanding is that that version of the game is is perfectly serviceable. So if you have a Wii U already, I don't think you need to buy this thing for Zelda hmm. um, unless you're me because I have a Wii U already and I did exactly that. So I guess I, I'm the last person you should you should trust on this issue. And you want to take it um, to parties. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah so. if you want to yeah, take it to parties question. on the Wii U. Here we go. <laughs> this is a, well, I'm going to ju- jump to another question and Lauren can ask the one above it. Ash, uh, I'm not going to say his name, Puking Je- at Puking Jesus, but I'm not saying his name. Would it haptic? that's what I'll say. <laughs> Um, would it make sense for me to go in on the Switch with my roommates, or should we all get our own? Which sounds like a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I, I, She's laughing because the name question. is Ash Sedildo. Okay, no, I'm laughing okay. because that the was question the name? about. Yeah, I mean, eventually you're all gonna split up, and mm-hmm. and someone's so, gonna yeah, have to so claim the Switch. Should there, everyone have a Switch, or should everyone have a separate Switch? One Switch or separate my, Switch? My, it's a. I love this question, and my my gut answer is just get one because it's it's kind of designed to have multiple user profiles on it with mm-hmm. separate save data. I think the the warning I would I would caution this person with is that currently there is no way to back up or transfer your saves on the Switch oh. at all. So uh, if you if you decide you want to get your own Switch and you want to take your Zelda save with you, currently you're completely screwed, and there's oh, no there's no bad. solution. Now Nintendo historically has. Uh, launch systems without the ability to transfer saves and stuff and then eventually patch that in later. I think the Nintendo 3DS was an example of a system that eventually got the ability to do like system transfers, but uh, right now there's no way to do it, which is a little scary if you're sharing it with another person. But I, I think for now, considering there's basically one video game on it that is that is uh, of note to most people, just get one and one. share it. You'll All be right. fine. Okay. Next question is from Lewis. He's at Lewis581 on Twitter. Can you connect the switch to a TV with a USB-C to HDMI connector and HDMI cable, or is the dock mandatory? It's interesting because the bottom of the switch is a USB-C port, right? So you would think that you could do that and certainly you can charge your switch using that USB-C port on the bottom but uh, for reasons that I don't totally understand you can't do USB-C to HDMI right now it has to be in the dock there's some sort of I think a proprietary connector on the bottom of the switch that is somehow checking to see if it's actually docked or not and that's how it determines if it'll output to the TV Um, so right now nobody's figured out how to capture like off of it without using a dock um it's hmm. it's kind of baffling i'm if it, someone knows the answer i would love to hear it because right now like i'm I'm still operating on a pre-switch teardown universe where people have started disassembling them and maybe someone has cracked that mystery but for now no you need you need the dock, need the dock. and they're like yeah. they're kind of okay. expensive they're like 90 yeah. bucks oh, so okay so next question i'm going to skip another one um how high does the brightness go from scratchy at scratchy uh, sometimes I play games while walking down the street. And here, I want to address this, Scratchy. You need to not play games while walking down the street, <laughs> all right? Let me just stop you and say you need to stop. This is what I've been doing in San Francisco, and I did it today on the elevator again on the way up. up. People hate me at this building. At this Wait, in the elevator? Well, they do. When I walk down the street now, I get behind people, and they're always on their phone. Like, I don't actually use my phone walking down the street. I put it in my pocket, walk along. Now I'm going up behind people and go, when they're looking and go, hey, really loud, and they jump. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It feels good. So today in the elevator, I did the same thing. 
But if someone's in the elevator, they're okay. No, they're, they're not, not okay. Into traffic. I don't like they it. Just press it's like a button literally, they could look each other, say hello. Floors. I don't like it. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to. You'd I'm, rather. You'd rather make small talk. I, I, whatever. Like literally, everyone's like staring at the phone, and I went, "Hey!" Like that. And, and then how did people? Ah! Oh, ha, 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 I'm looking at my phone. Like, I cannot oh. wait until I'm in an elevator with you next and you're <laughs> right. on the phone the whole time going, I thought that was an no, Uber story. I'm I'm t- a phone call is a different thing than staring up to your thing. Okay. And then not knowing your phone. I just don't like it. Anyway, let's answer this question. Com- How high does the brightness go for this loser who has to play games walking down the street? <laughs> I have, I'll tell you this. Can you walk down the street and play it? I think it's the brightness is, is impressive when you turn it up all the way. I, I have not played it outside because okay. uh, I'm an adult, but I I don't know. It's... It seems like it would be a pretty glary, glary experience. So you don't want to mm-hmm. play it. You want to play it in the dark little cave where all gamers That's go, right? Exactly right. right. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. You, here's another question from Will at Weird Exits. Would you feel safe putting it in a backpack for on the go stuff, i.e., in an airplane? What does that mean? Why would you feel unsafe? I don't what? know. Uh, I, well, I think the concern would be How the screen getting scratched because um, th- yeah. since the screen is bolted onto the console, like you kind of just have How the one, and if it? anything horrible happens to it, you're you're in trouble especially since you can't move your saves so right. uh, when i went to this party i yeah. threw it in a bag in my backpack that didn't have like kind of in a section of my backpack with nothing else in it because i was extremely scared of that mm-hmm. there are carrying cases and sleeves you can do steven Tatillo, the editor-in-chief of kotaku is a a big proponent of just taking a sock and stretching it around it which oh, is i guess one solution proponent. you could do how about um, a baby bjorn or something like that <laughs> it's i've also I, you know i've watched drop tests of it too and it seems like a pretty sturdy piece of <laughs> hardware so like I saw, I just watched a dude on YouTube last yeah. night before I went to bed. Drop it like seven times in a row. And what happened? Did they put it in a it, mixer? It, it kind of no. There was mixers. no will it blend component to this video, but I, round. He's got to do that, one, don't you think? He should. The um, but yeah, I was surprised. The thing seems to That's kind of crazy. take a beating more than yeah. you might expect. Mm. But I, still, I would say if you're super cautious and like the type of person who a single yeah. scratch is going to just ruin your life, p- throw a case on it yeah. before you put it. Nick, in your did backpack. you ever have to carry around an egg as a kid? You remember that exercise? No, oh, no, I I test. heard about it. Apocryphal yeah. tales of it from yeah. from my parents, but yeah. that never yeah. they phased well, that I out. I probably for me. would be your parent. I'd make you carry an egg around. That's what it's like. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lauren, next question. The one at the top is kind of good. Uh, the next question from Christopher Phelps. So, secretly Android or not? Mm. Plus, do we expect a web browser secretly. and apps in the future? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. I'm so detached from the hardware side of things. I know that inside it's like a Nvidia Tegra chip, and I think that the consensus was that it might be uh, the speculation was that it would be an android thing because other similar hardware that before the switch used that uh i i have no idea what they're doing or how proprietary it is sorry what was the second half of the question oh um and will we see web browsers and and a web browser and apps in the future yeah it's it's weird because there's kind of a darth of like anything other than games right now there's no netflix there's no youtube there's no web browser there is kind of like a sort of secret WebKit web browser that pops up if you are trying to connect at starbucks or whatever and you need to go through their portal um Mm -hmm. but there's not really any like user-facing web browser um so nothing yet and nintendo hasn't said one way or the other the thing really feels in a lot of ways like it came in extremely hot like it kind of launched too fast before they were totally ready mm-hmm. yeah. um i think we'll see that stuff down the line i think yeah. we will inevitably see netflix yeah. and see well, a they web say that is it even on. worth the money this is from at gilbert Jaramillo jr uh is it worth the money seeing as you can't watch netflix play many games i would love it to be an ipad replacement it's a cool idea and the screen is really nice so i i get that instinct um i have enough netflix devices at this point in my life that i'm not like yeah, terribly heartbroken um, and also the screen is like it's big but it's not that big it's like I, i'd have to hold it up next to my ipad mini but i think it's like slightly smaller or at least it feels smaller so it's right. not like 
I, using it as a makeshift movie watching device to me would be kind of my last resort. Yeah, you know I'm what telling I mean? you, my mm-hmm. kids watch things on their phones all the time. They don't care. A lot of kids don't care. We're too old. I, I, yeah, that, that's a good point. You I think I, they'll get to that point with this system eventually. Yeah. too. All right. Okay, we, we have one more question and then we have to ask it because you're going to explain the weirdness around putting this thing in your mouth. This question is from AJ Constramestre, that one guy on Twitter. We know how the cartridges taste. What about the Switch itself? The Joy-Cons? The Switch Pro controller? I don't even understand that. Why are people putting these cartridges in their mouth, Nick? Tell us how this let's started. Ex- let's explain this to, yes. to everyone. Um, Nint- it came to light... Earlier this month, or I guess maybe last month at this point, that uh, if you taste a Nintendo Switch cartridge, it has this really awful, disgusting, bitter taste. And eventually, people people discovered that it was because Nintendo had deliberately coated it in a, a very, very bitter uh, substance designed to keep kids from eating it because the cartridges are so small. Um, mm. I have not tasted it. I will probably never taste it for a few reasons. Oh. One of which is I just buy my games digitally, so I'm not really going to have Switch cartridges lying around unless Nintendo sends me some. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, mm. As for the really rest of the try. components, mm-hmm. I, again, not haven't put my mouth to it yet. Probably never will. I'm assuming it just tastes like... I, mean, I guess oh. I could do it right now what if I just pick a nondescript corner of it. Kara, you've never licked a new product? Never. Not once. Yeah. Not even I haven't once. either. Well, I actually, food. I actually haven't either. I've smelled them. Like, there's a certain you, you know, smell your when cartridges. You, when, no, cart- not cartridges. When you open a new, like a new Apple laptop, there's you a certain smell, smell. It? There's a candle named Apple Mac or Apple I, Laptop honestly, or something like that. But I've never, is. I've never licked them. All no. right, if you say so. But people, I'm currently will, like uh, battling a, a post GDC flu of some kind, and oh, so I'm man. realizing now that if I lick this thing, I may don't. inadvertently hand Nick, the controller to one like of my it. roommates, and then. T- They'll get my they'll get my illness. So I feel like you've done a good job reviewing. It. You don't need to lick it, okay? Thank you. I mean, unless you wanted that. to lick it live right now for this podcast no, please and just give us like an on like an off the cuff reaction. There's really, actually one more a perfect question. metaphor for the angel and the devil on my shoulder right now. Of like, do I is this good content? Should I be licking it for the podcast or do I just avoid content. it? No, do it. Neelay will like that for or no po- Polygon. Chris will like it for Polygon if you lick something. That'll be nice for you. A lot of page views. You're seeing the soft side of Kara right now. Mm-hmm. You really are because normally she would be like, oh, God, look it. Why have you looked it already? Write about it. Damn it. Why is it not on the site already? And <laughs> right now she's actually site. concerned for your well-being yes, at I the am. moment. I just think that's well, I appreciate that. too. It's yeah. okay. Let one more quick question and answer very quickly. So far, what's the? this is from M at, I don't know, at 10ML. What's the best title to have launched with the Switch right now? Um, Zelda. Zelda. Hands down. Mm-hmm. It's just, down. it's it's the weirdest, riskiest most bizarre game that only Nintendo has the resources to pour Zelda. seven years into making something this this bonkers. Zelda. It's like, yeah, it's it's really spectacular. Number two, uh, number two, I'm gonna say Shovel Knight, uh, Specter of Torment. It's this like what? throwback <laughs> retro NES eight bit game, and it's just really really lovingly crafted. And those you people like deserve that. attention and money. Great, so. you All had right. to have seen Kara's face right now when you just said that. <laughs> Nick, this has been super helpful. You've been very nice to play along with us. Thank you, thank this you for, really for putting nice. up with the no, forty minutes of video game talk. retro games. I know. Don't listen to anything when she you says. Started into pl- plugging into HDMI cables. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you love USB C talk. Yeah, I do. I love it. It's she like lo- so she's exciting. a collection. Like, she collects USB C <laughs> like some people collect. I'm gonna have my sons watch Carboys and see if they like it, and then I will give you There's, a grade. There is some cussing. There's some foul language. Oh, please, I don't know where you land please. on that. I'm kidding. I took my kids to Deadpool, for goodness sake. Oops. Okay, I we are the Deadpool of YouTube, so that's perfect. 
I took one of my kids. To, I took my kids to one bar movie. I should not have taken him to. Which one? Sausage Party. That was a mistake. Oh, oh was, man! I was in the like right then, both he and I knew I was a bad parent. It was really bad. <laughs> we were both like, "Oh, this is bad parenting, Kara." I was like, "I know." And there was nothing to be done. We just stayed. You could always it. like just claim that you thought <laughs> it was a Pixar movie. No, like I, it just was. It was so bad on every. We'll remember it for the rest of our lives. It's a very bad parenting. That's a good, that's a good family agree. memory. Yeah. In any case, uh, I will have them watch your show. And this has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yes, it's been great having you on, Nick. Uh, and we'll have to compare notes on Space Station when Kara's not around, yeah, so she doesn't. Yes. You know, yeah. Fall asleep on us. If you all enjoyed the episode as much as we did, be sure to subscribe to our show, and you can. Leave us a review at itunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask. We really do love your reviews. Yes, seriously, subscribe. If you do, you'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. And if you're not on iTunes, you can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And if you'd rather just go to the website, just go to recode.net slash podcast and you can listen to everything there. And while you're there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. The Verge also has some great podcasts. Walt Mossberg and Neilai Patel host Control, Walt Delete, and Neilai also hosts The Vergecast, which will also be live at South by Southwest. Exactly. And uh, don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode, unless it's about licking Nintendo things, with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed, or email them to TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. Thank you for listening. And thanks also to Digital Media, the company that distributes this show. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson. Uh, We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask. So tune in then.